0: to City Warrior Selector's ESG-focused podcast, Let's Talk About ESG. I'm Margarita Girokosian, news editor at City Warrior Selector, and joining me today is Henrik Ponson, head of ESG at Union Investment. Henrik, thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Focus on a little bit on the headlines, because uh, over the last couple of days, there were news stories about the Brazilian meat producers, uh, including JBS, if I'm not mistaken, and their link to deforestation. And there was also a report uh, which claimed that the biggest five livestock producers actually emit more than ExxonMobil. So with that, do you think now for ESG investors is the time, so to say, to go vegan? What is your stance on the meat producers in this?
1: Yeah, we made thematic research on on, on meats and meat alternatives, and we see a strong, let's say, investment potential there. Therefore, I agree. However, I doubt that the whole European society will move fastly to a vegan society. We now, we, we know, for example, how harmful alcohol is, but every one of us drinks alcohol from time to time. And uh, I think meat will be a kind of a similar animal. Uh, animal. So um, theoretically you're right. Meat is nothing from a climate perspective. Meat is an issue, of course, something we are aware of, but we need to be careful that we don't move faster than we can move society mm-hmm. and i'm afraid that meat will remain longer than coal and oil
0: mm-hmm. yeah but like what about it being an engagement material so can you approach it from that perspective just figuring out how to direct companies in the right uh, kind of like direction basically Um, and specifically in Brazil I think the bigger problem is not even in meat producing itself but probably because of the link with deforestation so is there something to be done before we kind of all all recognize we need to for example be on a plant-based diet?
1: Yeah, therefore, um, we when when deforestation in the Amazon uh, area last year was a big, big topic, we decided to start an engagement process with the Brazilian state, which is new for us to engage uh, countries. You know, these discussions took place, but uh, I want to be open. Um, a, A country has an obligation towards its inhabitants its uh, uh, people Mm -hmm. and not to the companies buying its debt. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Therefore, it was for us important to raise our hand, but I'm afraid that we can't move countries as efficiently and fastly than companies. Mm -hmm. So uh, Mm -hmm. let's say engagement towards deforestation is important. We did it. However, we no, we don't need to accept, but we need to mention that it, that it is not as successful as other engagement initiatives.
0: You usually work closely with clients to define what they want and try to meet their expectations. So what was the harshest restriction you have to comply to? Because I know that, for example, some of your clients didn't want to have U.S. treasuries, which is not an easy thing to do for portfolios. Was there anything else quite as extreme as U.S. treasuries exclusion?
1: Atomic energy is also something which, which... German society typically sees very critical compared to other societies, namely the French one, which is actually so similar, but we have a completely different view on atomic energy. So uh, um, this is something we exclude. And if you want to be our client, (laughs) you need to accept this then somehow, because it's also part of our uh, exclusion list, which is relevant for everyone. Also, the exclusion of uh, coal producers, which we uh, uh, um, um, sharpened or made happen at the beginning of the year, is also in this intensity something uh, which is not, let's say, mm, normal in the market. Yeah, so um, I think it doesn't happen so often that an NGO praises an asset manager for being a forerunner in... uh, uh, um, having a cold exit strategy, which was what happened with our strategy this year. Um, in the end, it's the task of active asset management to find solutions or alternatives which are also working. So, I mean, you can't buy U.S. treasuries, but of course you can buy uh, uh, um, U.S. corporates. I mean, if I'm informed correctly, Microsoft or Apple are not killing their employees. So uh, um, it's just uh, the death penalty uh, um, um, of, of the country, which is uh, um, um, defining that we won't buy treasuries for sustainable funds, because death penalty is something which is for us a K.O. criteria.
0: Well, when it comes to ESG data, which is a big talking point, um, one problem there is that if you look at the company and even use several rating providers, you are ended up a lot of the times with averages. So if the company is scoring well on environment, it might not score as well on social, but then it overall gets an average ESG score. So with that, it's quite difficult to figure out actually what's going on in there. So in your experience, do you find it difficult? Firstly, the whole ratings disparity, and secondly, have you ever had to overrule what you received from the data companies, for example?
1: Mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I totally agree with your point on averages yeah so the head is uh, high temperature the feed is frozen so is the body temperature and average fine no
0: uh
1: you're ill you have the flu when the, your temperature is like this yeah um so uh the one methodology to pretend uh, uh um, um thinking like this is that we go on controversies so it doesn't help you when you are actually fine on your E, S, and G score when your controversy score, which is the fourth dimension of our rating, is rather bad. Because due to a controversy, you might be excluded or be, let's say, part of a stronger and very strict engagement process. So which makes you uh, investable only for uh, um, um, a shorter period of time. Then also it is important to take the fifth dimension of our rating into account, which is what we call sustainable business area. It's something similar to what is now discussed in the EU taxonomy. So it focuses on the question how sustainable is the product of a company Uh, um, compared to the question how sustainably is a company producing its product independent. Of the question if this product is sustainable or not yeah so i would say by taking this five these these five dimensions into account and by following an approach which says data is just the start but not the end of our analysis we take the deep dive and the deep look uh, in person by having so many analysts therefore we try to avoid the obstacles the problems of a so-called average, let's say, uh, uh, um, um, how do you call this? Average assessment. Mm-hmm. So I would say, if there is a topic in financial markets which will never be perfectly quantifiable, which will never be perfectly run by machines, then it is sustainability. And this because the notion sustainability or uh, the phenomenon sustainability is far wider than other financial numbers we deal with. So if you compare, for, for example, a sustainability rating with a typical credit rating, you realize how different actually the two numbers are in essence, because a, a credit rating is actually just answering the question, will the company default or not? Which is a very simple question. No matter how detailed you can investigate this. But the question how sustainably is a company is in essence a complicated one because you know you can be brilliant in, in the E and then just mediocre in the S and lousy in the G. And then you know dealing with this just in a quantitative manner will never make it investment decisions. And this is the reason why we hired so many people. And this is the reason why we take the deep dive.
0: Mm -hmm. So focusing a little bit more on the deep dive, can you give me examples of the engagements you had with companies when you received, for example, a certain set of data that you felt like wasn't quite adequate or didn't quite reflect what the company was doing? Uh, Are there any examples, real life examples you can give when you were dealing with companies about it?
1: ESG ratings. Um, are typically focusing on the sustainability level of a company as it is right now. So it is based on a backward looking or historic information and assesses the sustainability of a company in present. What we are starting to focus more on is what are the indicators we can find giving us information on the sustainability of a company in the future. The ethical dimension of this approach is the problems or the issues we uh, um, summarize on the sustainability. Let's take climate change, our global ones, are major challenges, and we won't solve them if we just allocate money to the companies which are already sustainable right now. So you can't solve these problems with a few. You need to gather more if not all to make this yeah problem solved the danger of this approach is of course that you uh, have to prevent greenwashing you know in principle everyone is somehow in transformation but what is a trustworthy transformation and then our idea is we focus in detail on the sustainability strategy of a company on the resources and investment that allocates on this and let's say on the governance. So let's say the culture, the organization, a company builds with regards to, to, make sustainability happen. And this is, this is information you can't buy at the market. This is not information data providers, uh, sell to all the, to all the players on the street. This is information we collect by, contacting each and every company in our investment uh, universe uh, or in the investment universe being relevant for sustainability funds for let's say the lower 50% for the lower half. So we say, if you are best in class 50, for example, then you have um, good enough indicator that you are sustainable enough to stay sustainable in the future but then we ask for the lower 50% which are not excluded yeah so the excluded ones remain excluded so for the companies which are good enough for not being excluded but too bad to be part of the upper 50 then we have really deep discussions or intensive discussions to focus on their strategic on their organizational and on their investment strategy with regards to sustainability to identify if they can become what we call a transition candidate or a transform transformation Mm -hmm. so this is something we do and then to the second or maybe core part of your question what were let's say successes or uh, developments we uh, had we saw this year so uh, maybe talking about Germany, uh, you know, Bayer, big company, which uh, brought Monsanto, and um, um, which wasn't maybe aware enough of the risks of Monsanto's business model when buying it. Um, there we uh, um, had um, very intense discussions, and also we we uh, uh, we go on the annual meetings, and are um, typically one of the two first addresses delivering a speech there. And we required Bayer to uh, establish uh, an independent sustainability council to to advise uh, the company's board. And this was established also uh, with independent members, and we're happy that we are at least part of the movement which made this happen. Then uh, we are uh, taking over the lead engagement role for various uh, uh, companies in the uh, CDP. Uh, um, 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 yeah, I don't know CDP collection or uh, assemblation. Yeah, and um, there uh, we were happy to see that Ryanair, which we take care for uh, in this CDP action. Uh, uh, agreed this year for the first time to make their climate uh, emissions, their carbon emissions, uh, uh, public. So this is something which they uh, weren't, uh, um, um, they were always able to do this, but what they weren't willing to do uh, in the past, and this year they agreed to do so. A third uh, example is uh, Chevron, where uh, we, together with others, uh, um, um, uh, postulated that they should make their climate lobbyist uh, investments transparent. Mm. Um, And uh, with the majority of the shareholders, uh, we managed that they need to do so in the future. So uh, what is climate lobbying? To, To explain this in a simple term, it's money to which you use to um, at least delay measures to fight climate change. Um, And it goes without saying that uh, this is not our interest as a sustainable investor, that the company uses part of the money, not to work for, uh, uh, not to work against climate change, but for. So these are three examples of the recent weeks and months where uh, we played a very active role.
0: Well, When it comes to regulations, one that comes to mind is obviously the whole EU Sustainable Finance Plan. And from what I understood, the very first uh, thing that comes through is non-financial disclosures uh, that firms have to provide. So have you started kind of like preparing yourself for that? And from the liquid, it's actually more like MIFID 2 on green steroids, if you like.
1: Yeah, we started a project uh, already a year ago, and actually in this phase the regulation was kind of unsure in which direction it should move, but just to give you maybe an example uh, on which, let's say, detail level we face some issues. um, We need to define in detail adverse negative impacts, for example, of our assets. So to give you an example, everyone would agree that uh, uh, infrastructure for uh, uh, electronic, for EVs is something which is sustainable, but we need to ensure that when building an EV infrastructure, that uh, animals and their mating period are not disturbed, not when building up and not when running this infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And it won't <laughs> surprise you, that there is no database where you can find information on the mating periods of all possible animals (laughs) mapped to the places where all this infrastructure is built up. Mm -hmm. So this just is one example of the very practical issues we face when gathering and collecting all the necessary data, which is now regulatory required. In general, this is all uh, meaningful. Yeah. So as an asset manager, we can't have something against transparency. And uh, um, as union investments, and as a pioneer in this industry, the trustworthiness of our investment process is something which is key to us. So uh, collecting more data and uh, really uh, um, doing the deep dive on the information is something we do anyway, but we can just work with data which is existing and data which is not existing, we can't work with. It's 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 trivial, but it's a very uh, essential issue the whole street faces.
0: Thank you, Henrik, for joining us today.
1: Yeah, thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you.